98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. The government is to begin its COVID vaccination programme a week tomorrow. Hong Kong's unemployment rate rises to its highest level in about 17 years. And pro-democracy media tycoon Jimmy Lai loses his latest bid to be released on bail. People of Hong Kong will start getting their COVID-19 jabs from a week tomorrow. The government also says 2.4 million people will get priority as it's announced details of its vaccination programme. Alec Wong reports. The government says the inoculation programme against COVID-19 will be open for booking from next Tuesday. The Secretary for the Civil Service, Patrick Nip, who is responsible for the vaccination scheme, said one million doses of the mainland-manufactured Sinovac vaccines will arrive in the SAR tomorrow afternoon, while another million of shots from the German firm BioNTech will be available by the end of the month. He says several groups of people, such as those who are frail, prone to developing serious symptoms or are at high risk of transmitting the virus to vulnerable people, will be administered first. A total of 2.4 million people who are aged 60 or above, medical staff, care home residents and workers, as well as those providing essential services such as law enforcement and people working at the border, will be given priority. A maximum of two people accompanying elderly persons aged 70 or above can also get vaccinated first. With two shots required for each person, Mr Nip said the initial batch of the two types of jabs will only cover one million of those who have priority. But he also thinks not everyone may want to get a shot right away. Different surveys have reflected how people feel about getting vaccinated. I believe it will be common that people adopt a wait-and-see approach, he said. Health Secretary Sophia Chen urged people to get vaccinated, saying the shots are safe and efficacious. If more people are getting vaccinated, then again it, it will be faster to achieve the herd immunity. Our experts are, and also internationally are also looking into as to whether, whether after vaccinated people can have, for example, a shorter quarantine period. The public could gather jabs at 18 government clinics 29 community vaccination centres, as well as some private hospitals and more than 1,500 private clinics. 24 of the community centres will offer the BioNTech jab and five centres in Causeway Bay, Kowloon Bay, Jordan, Sha Tin and Tin Shui Wai will provide the Sinovac one. Medical personnel will administer the vaccines for the elderly and disabled people living in residential care homes. Hong Kong reported eight COVID cases today, all were locally acquired, three from an unknown source. There are fresh calls for the government to offer short-term unemployment subsidies to those in need after the city's jobless rate surged to 7%, its highest since the SARS outbreak in 2003. Simon Lee, senior lecturer and a co-director of the International Business and Chinese Enterprise Programme at Chinese University, says officials should adopt a targeted approach to help those hit hard by the fourth wave of the COVID outbreak, rather than providing an across-the-board cash handout. I think the government should provide some sort of subsidy, unemployment subsidy, just like uh, what we see in the Singapore uh, for three months or six months uh, to help those um, uh, unemployed people and the uh, tourism industry. No need to distribute $10,000 to every uh, person in Hong Kong because uh, those severely affected uh, sector, uh, they are suffering. So they need to uh, target to this group. Media tycoon Jimmy Lai has lost his latest bid to be released on bail. Timmy Song reports. 
It was back to the High Court for the national security suspect who is accused of colluding with foreign forces. Last week, the Court of Final Appeal ruled that a lower court's decision in December to release him into house arrest applied an erroneous line of reasoning and had misconstrued the bail provision in the national security law. But the top court allowed Mr. Lai's legal team to make a new application. However, after hearing arguments from the defence and prosecution, Justice Anthea Peng, who is a designated national security judge, decided to keep the tycoon behind bars. She said that having considered all the relevant material, she is not satisfied that there are sufficient grounds to believe that he will not continue to commit acts that endanger national security. Justice Peng said she will publish the reasons for her decision at a later date. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says she will get take the coronavirus vaccine produced by Midland drug maker Sinovac. In a Facebook post, she said the vaccination programme to be rolled out next week is a milestone in the city's anti-epidemic efforts. She also encouraged the public to use the government's Leave Home Safe contact tracing app. Say it has been downloaded more than a million times. And restaurants and businesses such as gyms and cinemas have started complying with the government order to tell customers to make use of the Leave Home Safe app before entering their premises. But RTHK found that not everyone was happy with the new requirement. Maggie Hill reports. The new rule comes as restaurants are allowed to extend their evening dine-in services past 6pm and many businesses are reopening after months of closure due to the pandemic. People who do not wish to use the government app, which involves scanning a QR code at each premises, can provide their personal information instead. But one man surnamed Shek said he plans to order takeaway every day to avoid the need to hand over his details. It's not just about that, you know, extra move that you do, like writing a paper or sending, uh, scanning the QR code. It's the privacy. It's the information that I don't want to share. That is hindering me from, you know, following the protocols of the government because it's all stupid. A woman who had breakfast at a restaurant in Central said she would rather provide her contact details in writing. I think the registration is fine. I like the fact that the restaurant actually has the, the other option where I don't have to scan the QR code because I don't have the app. I don't plan to download the app also. Another man said he was not aware of the new requirement, but would comply if restaurant staff asked him to. I mean, it's obviously it's a new rule, so I think probably better education and information and communication is required. A woman who refused to use the app was given a piece of blank paper to jot down her information, but she told RTHK that the waiter did not explain what she was supposed to write. Meanwhile, the police are investigating an attack on a McDonald's staff member in Wong Tai Sin, allegedly over the use of the government's Leave Home Safe app. Officers say a man aged between 20 and 30 allegedly used his cell phone to attack the 22-year-old man who was working at the burger chain's branch on Choi Wan Estate. He was hurt in the eye and sent to hospital. Hanglong Properties say Beijing has given it the green light to complete its purchase of the U.S. consulate's staff compound at Shuzhen Hill Road on in Wong Chuk Hang. $2.6 billion purchase was agreed in September, but was effectively blocked before its December deadline when Beijing ruled that the transaction was not an ordinary commercial property deal. The central government said Washington should make a written application two months before the sale. The developer said it was glad that the U.S. side had now completed its obligations. 
The police have introduced a new test that officers say will allow them to discover in as little as eight minutes whether a driver has taken drugs. The rapid oral fluid test works by taking a swab from a person's mouth. It can detect heroin, cannabis and meth. Wilson Ung is an acting senior superintendent from the forces traffic branch. The traditional methods including the roadside observation and the police station impairment test. That would consume a lot more time. Uh, my uh, personal estimation for the number one observation by the roadside in a traditional method would take up an officer about half an hour, but the draw device maximum would take eight to ten minutes. So that saves a lot of time. Times newspaper is reporting that nearly 5,000 Hong Kong residents have so far applied for visas to live, work and study in the United Kingdom since changes were made to make it easier for SAR residents to be granted entry. Joanne Wong has details. Britain changed its visa application process in late January, allowing Hong Kong residents who hold British national overseas status to live in the UK for five years and eventually apply for citizenship. The change was made after Beijing's imposition of a controversial national security law in the SAR last year. The central and SAR government said they would no longer recognize BNO passports as valid travel documents from January the 31st. The Times citing sources reported that about half of the 5,000 applications received were from Hong Kongers who were already in Britain. Is that those people had already been offered temporary settlement in the UK since the security law was introduced in July last year. People who stay for the full five years can apply for indefinite leave to remain in Britain. A year later, they will be able to apply for citizenship. Applicants will have to pay fees and the cost of health coverage. They'll also have to show that they can support themselves and their families. The UK government has forecast a new visa could attract more than 300,000 people and their dependents to Britain. Beijing said it would make them second-class citizens. Director of Broadcasting, Leung Ka Wing, says it was his decision to take BBC Radio off-air in Hong Kong. The RTHK chief says he was responding to the mainland's new ban on the UK-based broadcaster. Richard Pine has details. Mr Leung told a meeting of senior staff that it was him who ordered an end to RTHK's relay of the BBC World Service and for a weekly Chinese-language BBC programme to be dropped. He said he made the decision last week after the mainland's National Radio and Television Administration announced that BBC World News can no longer continue its service within Chinese territory. Hong Kong is part of China, and RTHK is a government department, Mr Leung noted, adding that the decision has nothing to do with news operations. Earlier in the day, a former chairman of RTHK's board of advisors, Eugene Chan, said although he believed RTHK's move was just a programming change, he thought Mr. Leung should explain the decision. I've always asked the director of broadcasting to come and meet the public and to show his desire to make Hong RTHK a much better public broadcaster. Mm. We had seven complaints in the last two years, but during my term there were like four, and I mean, their public outcry to want to be the director, and I think the director should come up. I agree totally, because he is the person running RTHK, and I think we all want to hear from him. The European Union was among those criticising both the mainland's ban on the BBC and RTHK's similar move, saying RTHK's decision reflected a further erosion of rights and freedoms in Hong Kong. Beijing said the BBC's reporting was not truthful and fair, harmed China's national interests and undermined national unity. 
Its ban on the public broadcaster came after the UK's media regulator revoked the licence of CCTV's overseas channel, CGTN, noting that the licence holder did not have editorial responsibility for the station's output. Police say they have arrested a 19-year-old man in connection with the protest during a Chinese university congregation ceremony in November. They said the man was detained for alleged unlawful assembly and inciting secession. Sources say he was a student at the university. Force say so far 99 people have been arrested for allegedly violating the national security law. Facebook has blocked Australian users from sharing or viewing news in a dispute over a proposed social media law. Planned law would force the tech giants Google and Facebook to strike deals with media companies in Australia or pay fees for content shared on their platforms. Google had threatened to shut down its search engine, but has signed a deal with one of the world's biggest newspaper owners, News Corp. Paul Fletcher is Australia's communications minister. The principle is very clear. Google and Facebook are important parts of the digital ecosystem in Australia. They're important parts of the economy. We've made it clear uh, that we want them to continue operating here. But we've also made it clear that if you do business in Australia, you need to comply with the law of land in Australia. Sport and in tennis, it'll be Naomi Osaka against Jennifer Brady in the final of the year's first Grand Slam event. Osaka took care of Serena Williams in one of the semi-finals at the Australian Open. Japanese third seed won in straight sets, 6-3, 6-4. In the other semis, Brady ousted Karolina Muchova of the Czech Republic in three thrilling sets, 6-4, 3-6, 6-4. In the men's draw, world number one Novak Djokovic ended Russian qualifier Aslan Karatsev's dream run with a straight set, 6-3, 6-4, 6-2 victory in the semis. The Serb will battle either Daniel Medvedev or Stefanos Tsitsipas for the crown. Football and in the UEFA Champions League, Porto stunned Juventus 2-1 in the first leg of the, the round of 16 clash. Portuguese champions' goals came in the early minutes of each half. More from Damon Pang. An exceptional performance by Porto, who got the perfect start. Medi Tarimi pounced on Rodrigo Bentengur's back pass to score after just 61 seconds. And one minute into the second half, Musa Marega made it 2-0 from close range. But with eight minutes to go, Federico Chiesa scored what could be a crucial away goal after a great finish from the right-hand side of the box. Later on, Cristiano Ronaldo had a big shell for a penalty, waved away. Elsewhere, there was a great game in Spain, Sevilla 2, Borussia Dortmund 3. Erling Haaland scored two first-half goals after Dortmund had gone behind. The first goal was after a lovely 1-2 with Jadon Sancho, but Sofia are still in it. Luke de Jong got a second for the Spanish side late on. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. The government is beginning its COVID vaccination programme a week tomorrow. Hong Kong's unemployment rate rises to its highest in about 17 years. And pro-democracy media tycoon Jimmy Lai loses his latest bid to be released on bail. That's the news from RTHK. Get up in the mornings living poverty So that every month can be fed For the Israelites I Get up in the mornings living poverty So that every month can be fed For the Israelites Yeah, yeah, look. Why the kids 
for the second hour for the late show for this Thursday the 18th of February that was Desmond Decker and the Aces the Israelites here on RTHK radios 3 and 4 I'm Simon Wilson sitting in for Uncle Ray the world's most durable DJ playing the music of the 60s 70s and 80s till 11.30 then it's assorted ballads and easy listening through till 1 a reminder, if you're still tuned in on 567 or 1584, you can now catch us on Radio 4 Frequencies on 97.6 or 98.9, territory-wide in glorious FM stereo, and a very warm welcome to our Radio 4 listeners indeed. Staying in the reggae vibe with Bob Marley and the Whalers. Satisfy my soul. Don't you rock my boat Cause I don't want my boat to be rocking Oh please, don't you rock my boat No, no, cause I don't want my boat to be rocking Shut sure. 